Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If one tiny thing changes in wrestling, somebody online notices. I don't get how we have so many eagle-eyed individuals in this world, but hey, if that's what floats your boat, good for you. What makes it slightly annoying is that usually when WWE does this, they hope you didn't see, and then they go quiet like they think a T-Rex is looking at them. All it would take is a quick explanation, but no. So I am Simon from What Culture. Remember to refill the ice cube tray after using it, and subscribe. And this is 10 Changes WWE Hoped you wouldn't notice. Number 10, the spinner belt stops spinning. I mean, the clue is in the name. When John Cena introduced his own spinner belt in 2005, it blew some fans' minds as they thought this was the most disrespectful thing they had ever seen in their life. It got worse because on the rare occasion he lost it, the title would stay all spingly spangly. And the whole point is that it looked like a toy. And do you want to know why it looked like a toy? Because it was a toy. WWE sold a hell of a lot of these as merchandise. This went on for ages and then one day it just didn't spin anymore. Kylie Minogue must have freaked out and it's not like anything else changed. The gold center simply stayed put and that was that. Most seem to reckon this happened around No Mercy 2007 and here we are years later and there's still a big question mark over the top of this one. I guess it was just proving to be a little bit too distracting. Number 9, Smackdown's hacker quit hacking. I mean, maybe he was bored, maybe he had a change of heart, maybe he realized there were better things to do than hack random elements of Smackdown. But for a while in early 2020, we did see a shadowy figure sat in front of some monitors promising to tear WWE down from the inside. He knew all of their secrets because of the hacking. This was actually kind of cool. And then one day, it was just dead. This was totally ridiculous as not even the commentators made reference to it. And while Mustafa Ali would casually drop into a promo months later that he was behind this, that almost made it worse. We still weren't told why it ended and why Ali wasn't hacking now. Quite clearly, somebody in the creative team just decided this would be a nice tidbit. But honestly, we dropped this on an episode of Raw and it was never referenced again. So this was utterly confusing and will forever be a missed opportunity... That could have been pretty good. Number eight, Liv Morgan's love for Lana. This thing will forever be insane, especially when you look at the story as a whole. But as we stomp through our love triangle between Lana Rusev and Bobby Lashley back in 2019, eventually we got to a wedding, because of course we did. This was going to see Lana and Bob get hitched, but as ever, somebody had a problem with this, and her name was Liv Morgan. From nowhere, we were told that her and Lana used to be lovers, and this seemed to be leading to something hopefully that was quite progressive... 
Not so. Instead, WWE played this for shock value, which is ludicrous because, yes, lesbians do exist on the planet, and once it had done its thing on social media, it didn't go anywhere. In fact, it was dropped almost immediately. Before you knew it, Morgan was back to tagging with Ruby Riot, and I feel for anyone who was new to wrestling and saw this. They must have sat there for months going, well, what the hell was that about? Actually, no, they didn't because I'm sure they gave up long before that. Number seven, the low-key dissing of NXT. Well, this one was a doozy, wasn't it? After years of inflating Charlotte Flair's title reigns as much as WWE could so they could get to that elusive 16 that her father boasted as a record, a bunch just vanished one day. Yep, she was all of a sudden a 13-time champion, even though the week before, she had been a 15-time champion. And what happened? Well, we dumped NXT. The fact this happened after Flair won the NXT Championship at WrestleMania 36 in 2020 made it even more curious, because back then, the third brand was treated as somewhat of an equal. No idea what happened afterwards, but as soon as it was transitioning into NXT 2.0, that was it. We don't want this on our records no more. There were sly digs with Seth Rollins as well, as his entrance graphic also began to ignore his success down in NXT. All of this seems so counterproductive. Does WWE know it owns all of this stuff? The better that does, the better you do overall. Number six, Adam Pearce is in charge, apart from when he's not. I like Adam Pearce. I think he's very good at his role. And the only real shame when he became an authority figure is that it wasn't accompanied by a solid story. He was just the man one day. It feels like there may have been a reason for this, however, because after he had started and was making a bunch of matches, Vince McMahon returned and treated this dude like some kind of lapdog. No one ever actually calls him the GM during backstage skits either. He's always unofficial. And it's become even stranger now as he shares these duties with Sonya Deville. Kinda. It's basically the same situation both ways. It would probably help all around if somebody just anointed Pierce as the guy, but I can't see it happening. Instead, WWE would like you to treat him as the boss when it works, and then forget about that when it doesn't. Number five, the brand split rules. Because I am a massive nerd, this one drives me nuts. Even though we have Raw and SmackDown, which are meant to be exclusive properties, wrestlers are just here, there, and everywhere. On occasion, WWE comes up with new rules like the wild card or the brand-to-brand invitational, but they fall short too. More often than not, wrestlers just go, I don't want to be here, so I'm going to go over there. Even when there are limits, they get destroyed. Like when we said only four superstars get to do this in any calendar year, we zoom past that number in weeks, so how is anybody meant to keep track? It's also why in 2022, nobody really cares about the brand split. We shall make it up as we go along, and it honestly makes no sense. It's even harder when we get to Survivor Series and we're meant to see this as a hugely important war. No, it's not. It's gibberish. Number four, the changing names. Now look, really, this doesn't matter. It is stupid, but after a few weeks you get used to it and that's that, you move on to something else. The big question, however, is why WWE is so obsessed with it. Because you've got Rusev, Cesaro, Neville, Knox, Biggie, Elias, Shotzi, Riddle, Walter. All of these people have lost part of their name or had it straight up changed, even when they won a championship under their old guys. It's baffling. And I do get it, clearly Vince McMahon thinks it's better for marketing, but the fact we sneak these under the rug and then just hope it's okay is absolutely nuts. We were all going to notice this. We're geeks. I suppose that's why the newly crowd Gunther is a tad better, as he was allowed to explain all of this, but my word. The controversy around that was even worse. Let's just move on. Number three, The Undertaker's streak. WWE would love you to think that The Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak was a well-planned-out moment of genius 
not quite. In fact, no one behind the curtain even realized they were onto this until we got to WrestleMania 21 in 2005, when Randy Orton made it part of his shtick to kill the legend of the dead man. This means when he beat Jimmy Snooker, Jake Roberts, Giant Gonzalez, Kick Bundy, Diesel, Psycho Sid Kane, Big Boss Man, Triple H, Ric Flair, Big Show, and A-Train, it was all just a fluke. Then one day somebody ran the numbers and we switched gears halfway through. It was smart, no doubt, and all the credit in the world for making it as awesome as it was. But this revisionist history is a little bit amusing. Number two, Roman Reigns' blue contact lenses. We were so desperate to make Roman Reigns work back in 2014 that Vince McMahon decreed he needed popping blue eyes. Yes, you heard that right. I mean, just go back and look at his face from a few years ago. You will not be able to unsee it. Ironically, it's just so silly. I would guess it was Vinnie Mac using Hollywood as his basis for ideas and deciding a leading man would have eyes like this. But what a stupid thing to say out loud. It makes me sound insane. What's even better is that in 2016, Roman's eyes just changed color and we were meant to be cool with this. Like it's a perfectly normal thing to happen to a human on a random given day. There's no way this could have been discussed on TV either because we would all have laughed, but still. At least have Seth Rollins challenge the man to an eye versus eye match. Not like he doesn't have experience with that. Number one, Edge and Christian, fake brothers. Was there really a need for this? Couldn't we have just continued on as we had been? No, no, we could not. Shut up. Because yes, when Edge and Christian arrived in the WWF in 1998, they were brothers. That's how it was pitched as a team they backed up Gangrel and the Brood. It was an all-for-one, one-for-all situation as they came out of the same womb. It's also important to note that everybody referred to them as siblings constantly, and when Christian went bad guy in 2001, the family was even used as one of the reasons why. How could he do that to his own flesh and blood, Jim Ross questioned, whereas Paul Heyman said that Edge had always been holding his brother down. Then years later, they were just good friends like they'd been through sibling divorce court. It was so jarring because it just happened one day. They transitioned from brothers to buddies, and it was of such little importance, apparently it was a throwaway line on commentary. I mean, imagine that happened in Star Wars. No, I am your father. For a bit, and I've changed my mind. It is absurd. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.